Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, listen, Dave, before you start talking, why don't we just get into her? You know, uh, Dave, why, why don't you do the intro today? Absolutely. Well, um, this is a good friend um, that I have known who really introduced me to St. John, New Brunswick back in the day. We, um, he is a fabulous guy. Um, he's a very, uh, you know, awesome business leader. I've had the chance to interview him for um, in a column, right? In the Telegraph Journal, which is a provincial newspaper in New Brunswick. He resides right now in Halifax. Um, he's unfortunately, he would generally be coming back, sitting in Florida right now, but because of current times, he, he I believe anyways, he's in Halifax and he's, uh, it's Ralph Stephen. He's a wonderful guy and he is the president of Royal Page Atlantic. Which has its head offices in Florida. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you might have to edit that out depending on who the audience is here, Greg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and he's a and he is an avid listener of our podcast. I'm sure. All right, Ralph. Well, hey, it's it's good to have you here, Ralph. I think. Um, wow. Um, what an interesting time, eh? Like uh, COVID a year ago today. I think all of us were like, "What is going to happen? What's going to happen to the real estate market? What's going to happen to all our businesses?" And um, <clears throat> It was interesting to see how quickly things kind of swung into uh, back into gear in certain areas, you know, and, uh, you know, for the listeners who aren't from Atlantic Canada, well, New Brunswick in particular, you know, we've always had really decent prices on homes and uh, real estate prices are great here. And we're seeing that now people from Ontario are moving here by the, by the droves and uh, um yeah, it's just, but but we are seeing a, uh, a increase in uh, in sales uh, in during a pandemic. Um, I think, anyhow, as I'm reading in the paper, Ralph. But I'd love to hear that from you. Like, what are you seeing in the trends in the last year in our region? And it probably mimics a lot of other regions from where other people are listening. Yeah, no, look, great. Uh, thanks, Greg, and uh, thanks, Dave, for the intro and the very kind words. Um, I just let the record show, Greg, that if this wasn't be, being recorded, it may not have been as kind. I just want to reflect that. But either way, I appreciate it, Dave. Uh, really, uh, I can't speak uh, about uh, my relationship uh, with Dave. Uh, you know, on, on the record. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, Dave is a fantastic fella, and I, I, I can assure you, uh, for the sake of brevity, I would say to you that I benefited greatly personally and professionally from my relationship with Dave. So oh, you um, and me, you and me both Ralph. Yeah. It's a, it's a common thread, you know, but yeah. that's where the ribbing, that's why I can log on late and I can come out swinging and everybody's still happy. This is why it goes that way. What, what listeners missed was a text Ralph and I had going back and forth. <laughs> and, and um, I, I would say we were friends first and then we had a professional relationship, but always friends first. Um, but I, uh, I texted Ralph. <laughs> and and then you know we're going to give him a hard time anyways to to his credit he knew exactly how to deal with me and uh and i'm going to change the position of my my microphone i'm feeling i'm feeling like now very conscious of it for anyone that 
it's so, all good. It's so all Ralphie, good. Like, and, and the other thing I should mention um, to give some context is yeah. um, you're, you're a big member, uh, a big part of um, YPO and uh, internationally, I believe. And, um, and so, you know, you have, you know, like it's your business um, in, as the president and CEO. Uh, I think you're, you, do you still carry both titles at this point or have you moved to a chair position or? <laughs> no, not not yet. Uh, I, I, I've not moved to the semi-retired position yet. Uh, but no, my business partner, Matt uh, Hansberger, who I think, uh, you know, Dave, and I think I may have uh, mentioned it, uh, communication with Greg, uh, he, uh, he would operate uh, our business on a day to day basis. Um, as the president of the business and I and I would be the CEO. So uh, okay. I mean, I would be involved in the in the business. Uh, but at this stage, um, I would say almost in a day veil capacity from the perspective that I'm bringing mentorship and coaching to my, to my leadership team and, and essentially act as a bit of an advisor to uh, this exceptionally wonderful group of uh, folks, whether they want me as an advisor or not, I, I, I act as an advisor. So, uh, but I, I, I really love that role because I, I think, um, you know, as I mentioned to you a few times, uh, when you get tired of the sound of your own voice, that generally indicates it's time for change. And so for me, a few years ago, uh, I'd been in the, um, you know, in the president's role, uh, operating the business day to day for for 17 years. And, uh, and clearly it was just time for a new voice. And, uh, and I was fortunate to have somebody who I'd been planning um, you know, a transition with for many, many years. And, uh, and it was a very natural transition uh, from the perspective that, uh, you know, basically, um, you know, we had four years of uh, having this work its way through right from maybe say, you know, year one job shadow, you know, year two job share, year three, uh, you know, uh, reverse uh, job share, and then year four complete transition, you know, and, uh, and so it, we had the luxury of that. And, and you know, and, and one thing that I have to mention that <laughs> was probably the most contentious component of our coaching engagement uh, when Dave pressured me, I, I would say in today's vernacular, bullied me into coming up with a personal vi vision statement, you know, <laughs> and he would, he would aggressively push this week after week after week and, and purposely, Greg, push my buttons um, and actually there were some calls where I had hung up and I just said, I'm not even, I got to go, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Got to go. And, uh, but it clicked one day and, and I'm eternally grateful for um, Dave's intestinal fortitude and perseverance, uh, <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, I, I, I may be difficult to deal with at times when it comes to that stuff and, uh, and, and, and maybe, uh, maybe stubborn from time to time, but, you know, uh, but because of Dave's, perpetual perseverance. And I would argue because of the way that he knew his clients, he knew where he could push in the effect that it would have. And so one day I just had a, you know, as that, you know, I hate to be cliche, but uh, you know, it was an epiphany. And I said, Dave, do I have to write this thing? And he said, no, what do you mean? I said, well, I got a picture and I somehow sent him the picture. And I said, that's my personal vision. He wow. goes, bingo. We don't have to talk about it ever again, but 
But of course, being Dave, I need you to fill out the form. And I, <laughs> Can I make it official? Yeah. yeah, which which my one of my least compliant clients for <laughs> sure. Um, so well, I, I want to so, hear what the, what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, and 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 what we also want to get to is um, before. Um, See, and Ralph's good at controlling the narrative. Do you notice that? So we have to, we have to insert, we have to insert things. This is like years of practice. Like he, I learned so much by interacting with with Ralph. But uh, but also for you know before or share that. Yeah, certainly if you're comfortable, share the personal. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, what your vision is. Um, but like a little bit about Rolla Page Atlantic, like this isn't, this isn't a sleepy little company that's, you know, in, in, um, you know, kind of Northern New Brunswick or something. Right. Um, it, this is quite a, this is quite a, uh, and that's now I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, aren't I, Greg? I should have. Well, there's going to be a few Northern New Brunswickers listening. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what I know. Say, I, know. Dave? I know. I, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I'll say that I'll, I'll pick on the Yukon cause I'm from there originally. Like, but the point is, yeah. it's, it's, there, it's, it's got a lot of breadth and uh, there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, it's not like a sleepy little coaching company. How's that? Um, based in St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, look, uh, Greg, just to answer, answer your question. because See, we he's controlling the narrative again. See, just like, I want to answer Greg's question. I don't want to answer Dave's question. No, but it's just polite. He asked the first question. That he is, asked two questions, true, by the way. He, he, looked, got it. he was looking for a market analysis, but we can we can circle back on, on that. Uh, but for the time being, oh, I guess on the personal vision piece, Greg, um, you know, for me, it was a picture of our family and we were all on the beach. And uh, I, I, I want to say... Uh, Somewhere's in Mexico, outside of Cancun. Not, uh, I have a hard time enough with our own geography, let alone that geography of other countries. But I want to say it was outside of Cancun on that on that side of that part of the world. Uh, Playa del Carmen, maybe, was is what it would have been. Anyway, nonetheless, we were all there, yeah, and yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things about that picture. You know, number one, we were all together. Number two, we were all smiling. And smiling means that we like being with each other. And, you know, you'd have to, you know, if we're all smiling, I would make certain assumptions that we, you know, we were healthy and that we had the financial wherewithal to be there, you know? And so for me, that just summed it all up. And, That's uh, awesome. I, I, I love that. Cause like they say, a picture is a thousand words, right? And uh, there's so much meaning and story in every little element of that photo. That's, yeah, uh, and that's you know, and again, look, I know Dave wants to move on, <laughs> but you know, look, uh, again, I I will not now make a uh, significant decision in my life without using that as the goal stick. So, does this fulfill my personal vision, or does this serve mm -hmm. my personal vision? And so, ultimately, the investment in time that we took—I don't even know when that was—ten years ago, maybe. Um, certainly is, is paid, uh, continues to pay dividends because ultimately it's easy for me now to understand whether or not one opportunity or another is the right one for me. It may, might be a fantastic business opportunity, but it might not be on track in terms of serving mm -hmm. my personal vision. And I have to admit, it doesn't mean that we don't pursue it. It just means that I have to pursue it in a way that I'll be comfortable with because I don't want to run against my personal vision. So, yeah. Thanks for, um, That's awesome. thank, thanks for bringing that up. I, I love it. And, and, um, and, and like, Greg, you have a similar story about, a, you know, having yeah, a strong and, uh, vision and Dave, Dave did the same thing. He did the same thing to me, Ralph. He, uh, that, that was, that was, that was, 
that wasn't meant to be a plug for me, but I was just, um, <laughs> no, no, but no, it's, was, you know what? It was, it was a really cool moment of really understanding the, the value of a coach. Um, in uh, that simple little exercise of de- defining your purpose or, and your vision statement. And uh, uh, it, it only took a, an hour or two with a bunch of little sticky notes and a whiteboard. And uh, Dave helped me articulate, you know, the, uh, the vision statement that we still use today at the company. And it's a, uh, it becomes a ruler. It's a guide, a guide. Yeah. Step. And uh, yeah, well, that's a plug for you, Dave. And what, and what is it, Greg? It's a happy what, what and kind world fueled by passionate storytelling. So if we're, if we're telling stories as felt like film stories that aren't contributing to somebody else's happiness or uh, fueling something that we don't believe in, then we're just not going to do it. You know, and that includes companies that we, let, let's say clients that aren't, uh, you know, are working as the values, let's say, uh, just like, is this going to make the world happier, kinder? Yes or no? Are we going to do it? Okay. That's it. So it's been a good uh, personal and business uh, vision uh, statement. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. So, so on to um, like your business itself, like it's, it's like, cause this, um, cause I, you know, and I, part of why I want you to share this Ralph, cause when I first met you, you know, you, you guys were slowly kind of building this, right. And you had a bunch of other partners and, um, and, you know, Ralph has this ability to persevere, Greg, that's pretty remarkable um, against sometimes a lot of odds. And I, you know, and I just, be, I just love for you to maybe share with, with the listeners, you know, where, where it was and what it's become. And, and, you know, and even in the last year, there was a few hiccups uh, that, that like, like every business, right. But you guys have really, I don't know, this amazing ability to thrive through all this. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, we don't, and this is just a cultural thing, uh, mainly, you know, related to business people in general from Atlantic Canada. I mean, most people really aren't, uh, you know, uh, this is probably the most awkward part of the conversation for me because I'm, I I'd really, my business is my business. We've grown it. And uh, by all accounts or measurement, it's uh, you know, others would consider it to be successful, but I don't get ahead of myself because I mean, you know, as, as my dad would eloquently say, as I was growing up, um, you know, uh, that and a kick in the behind will get you to the top of King street. And so that is, uh, you know, I think that's a uniquely St. John, uh, you know, St. John colloquialism, because ultimately mm-hmm. it was really just meant to uh, keep your ego in check and uh, not get ahead of yourself in terms of success. Uh, but that being said, you know, look, uh, we started out with, um, you know, 20 people in, in, you know, I think in those days we would have been selling uh, 
I don't know, a couple of hundred houses. And, uh, and, and rather, uh, because I'm not blessed with the uh, art of brevity, rather than give you the story from when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, I would just, you know, say where we are today, we, you know, we would have, you know, 400 uh, folks with us and we would transact uh, somewhere around 8,500 houses and we would probably account for $3 billion in real estate value that's transacted. And if we, if we were to rank on what I would call, you know, these uh, vanity lists, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, who does the most and into who does what to whom and when, so to speak, on the list, we would likely rank in the top, um, you know, probably somewhere in the top um, 15 or so in Canada, um, you know, in terms of brands. And we would likely would rank somewhere in the top 75 in North America um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, just all business, let's uh, businesses, uh, brokerage businesses, let's say. So, I mean, you know, we know that we've built, a, um, you know, a larger business and, um, you know, but in, but we don't really, is, I guess maybe I, I would describe this a different way. Yes, I'm proud of that. How could you not be proud of that? I mean, you'd have to be a robot or an imbecile to not be impressed with that. And so I, I'm, you know, I would pride myself, you know, on being neither, you know, um, at least most of the time. And so, uh, yes, I'm proud of that. However, what value is that to, you know, I don't want to get, uh, you know, you know, too, uh, you know, uh, existential here, but what value is that to the human race? Uh, you know, not sure, you know, but then, you know, what value is that to, uh, you know, the most important uh, people in our lives, which would ultimately be our, our clients, you know, those people that uh, those 8,500 families that we helped uh, buy or sell a home or buy a cottage or, or, or sell a investment property or buy an investment property or, or any of the other, uh, type of uh, residential real estate product that we that we might engage in uh, what value is that to them you know and in fact what value would that be to the 400 sales associates and 50 uh, you know administrative uh, um, folks that, that work with us what value does that bring to them and these are you know I'm not going to answer all those questions but ultimately um, as you know the quality of the answers depend on the quality of the questions and so if you don't push yourself to ask those questions, then then ultimately you're never going to land on something in my mind that that, that becomes, uh, you know, what's your guide? Uh, you know, what's the light here that's guiding you forward? You know, are you building the business so it becomes a monument unto yourself? That's uh, not my thing, and uh, frankly, isn't my business partner's thing, and doesn't define, uh, you know, my leadership team's uh, beliefs or core values, and I don't believe it defines. Uh, who we are as a business or the people that are affiliated with it. Are we building something uh, because we're trying to um, create something of value uh, for ourselves and our families, our communities, our clients? Absolutely. And so, you know, when we ask ourselves those questions, you know, uh, we have to land in the same place. And so that doesn't mean that we're not ambitious. It doesn't mean that we're not aggressive. And it doesn't mean that we don't want to continue to grow. Quite the opposite. It just means that we... We need to be doing that with within the right frame of uh, mind and right set of beliefs. So that's um, that's my long, uh, long, elongated answer to Dave's very short and succinct question. You know, <laughs> well, and and but and something that you know 
is, is important to you <clears throat> and you too, Greg, and me, um, uh, you know, it's because it's my business, but you know, this idea is through this, it hasn't been just about building the business that you alluded to is this, you, you know, and it, it's like, it's so much more than about a real estate transaction. Um, you, you're, you've really invested for yourself and for others in building, um, your own leadership capacity. And that's why I bring up YPO. Cause that's another example, but you know, like, um, you know, what, what, I guess, advice do you give to people that in your industry or others that just, you know, are, are wanting to, you know, you know, are looking or searching for success and sometimes, you know, maybe forgetting, um, you know, some of the most obvious, obvious things that could be, you know, right in front of them. Yeah. I mean, a great question. And I, I think ultimately, um, you know, I, I would say you have to define your own success. Like you define it, you, you figure out what, you know, what it is that you want to accomplish based on your set of parameters. And, you know, I, again, um, you know, this happens to be the nature of the, the beast for the people on this particular call. But I mean, I think starting from a strong set of core values and a strong set of beliefs and uh, essentially aligning with people around you that share those, I mean, they don't have to be exact, um, but, you know, it would be nice to have, uh, you know, to be able to draw a circle and have uh, some of them in common amongst your team. And uh, th that's a really great place to start. And so, you know, I think uh, rather than look outward, outward in today's 24-second news cycle and social media-driven frenzy, you know, for other people to define what success looks like, I would say look inward and, uh, and, uh, and look within your team to define what you think success should be. And uh, I think you'll be a lot more satisfied with uh, that exercise and, uh, and I think it'd be a lot more fulfilling to set that foundation. And then, you know, again, as the overused statement is the world's your oyster, you can go figure out what you want to do from then, but uh, you got to have that grounding and you got to have that strong foundation. Otherwise, um, you know, uh, business, uh, you know, there's lots of articles and books and stories that have been written, but at, at its most basic level, it's just hand-to-hand -hand combat. And if anybody describes it, any differently than uh, and they've not lived a day in the arena and, uh, and and really doesn't have a good perspective on the way that it is. It's just hand-to-hand -hand combat, you know? Yeah. Well, and Greg, like you're, you know, you've done similar things with Hemming's House, um, but I, I have this belief that part of the success of Hemming House through a really challenging time and um, Royal LePage Atlantic has been that you're, you're, you've got these strong core values and you've worked at developing a culture, right? Mm. which means you got culture where your team like it's really cool to not sleep not not lose sleep over the fact that you don't have the right team to pull pull you through a crisis like like everybody has a sense of ownership whether they own it or not they've got a sense of ownership of and that's a culture that keeps things strong and i think that's what you're talking about ralph too is yeah 100 that team 100%. yeah what is, what is, what's the, like for uh, Greg and I were part of the Wallace McCain Institute. We talk about, we reference it. YPO is a really, what, for people that are interested in development and what you're saying in terms of, you know, looking inwardly and, and like YPO, I don't know enough about it. You, other, what I know is through you and some other, you know, friends or clients, but I, people speak very highly of that organization. And what is it, what have you found it's done for you, Ralph? Uh, you know, look, I, I think um, here's, you know, the, the organization got its genesis 
from a young guy in uh, Western New York State whose uh, father passed away, um, was in the manufacturing business and was left uh, a business to run. And so I think at the time he was in his late 20s and, uh, you know, in typical fashion, there wasn't a succession plan in place. I think his dad was was, uh, tragically young when he passed away. And uh, and at the end of the day, he, um, this would have been 1960, let's say 1960-ish for the Sticklers who will now try to fact check everything that I'm saying here. So let's say 1960-ish, you know, um, 1960, 1961. And he basically placed a classified ad in the newspaper. Uh, Young executive uh, that just inherited uh, manufacturing business, doing sales of X number of millions of dollars, looking for other young executives in a similar circumstance. And that was it. And I think uh, he had a half a dozen people throughout the state of New York that replied to the ad and, and they came together in those days uh, in what, you know, today would be defined as what's called a forum. And uh, as you guys would know, uh, the, you know, Wallace McCain Institute's, uh, you know, forum protocols would be based on the protocols that would be used um you know, still today at YPO, you know, form confidentiality and, you know, sort of a, well, not a sort of, but a def- definitively nobody, nothing, um, you know, nowhere type of uh, confidentiality. And, and you know, so I think that ultimately that's, that's where the organization has, you know, got its genesis and now evolved to, you know, uh, 28,000 members worldwide, you know, and, uh, it's uh, really an incredible organization, and if you uh, if you ever need to know that that's substantiated, then just go through a pandemic. Right. <laughs> you know, it, you want to know what's happening here when we go through lockdown? Well, you pick up the phone and you call uh, some friends in uh, Shanghai and Milan, and uh, and you bring them on so that they can talk to the local chapter about. Uh, what's happening in those cities post lockdown and how does business adjust? And, right. Good point. And, uh, you know, and so look, I could, uh, I could speak for literally hours uh, on that topic, but at, at its most basic level, um, you know, it, it really does uh, give you a level of support, you know, that I would say was necessary. I mean, I was fairly young when I took over the, the, um, top role in our business, I would have been 38, you know, and uh, although, you know, maybe not young in today's standard, you know, it's super young, you know, realistically to take on uh, that much experience uh, with that much responsibility in terms of budget investment, uh, you know, banking relationships, uh, you know, I don't know, you just every other business fundamental that you'd have to deal with. And, uh, and so, realistically to be able to interact with other people that have gone through that are going through that and you can share in a in a in a in a dynamic that allows everybody to grow and everybody to benefit from each other's experience and knowledge and expertise i mean um it's uh you know it's been one of the most unbelievable experiences that i could have ever gone through in my life you know and uh, and I, I i would have to say just a game changer right like you know, when I walk into my forum, I can assure you that they point out all of my blind spots. You know, I'm not able to point out my blind spots. I mean, how how are you able as a human being to point out your own blind spots? I mean, we're not <laughs> wired that way. 
right? Yeah. So when you can walk into an environment that's based on a fundamental foundation of trust and, and have some conversation and people will actually point out, hey, well, what about this? What about that? And then in turn, you get to, you know, be that type of an advisor to, uh, to the people in the room. I mean, you know, not only on business, uh, I think, you know, likely that's what people come together. But the reality is I, uh, I've had people in my forum who, uh, who's, who's had, have kids that are older than Olivia, who, um, you know, went through the whole university application process and the whole, you know, as they're going through all this process, you're learning from these folks. And so just incredible wisdom that you pick up through conversation, not only personally, but from a family perspective as well, you know? So yeah, like that, that whole, that whole person kind of concept, right? No question. One life, all those sorts of things. Yeah. That's neat. that, And you were drawn to that and just had the, you know, kind of intuitively knew that that would, you, you know, that would help you. So um, how do people learn more about you, Ralph? Boiling point. Yeah. Where's you, is it like, like, can they, are you, do you have any social media handles? No, I don't. I, I, I really, I, I really do not. You know, my last post, you remember the, that, uh, the program you and I worked on the leadership factor, those would be my last Twitter posts. Yeah. So, um, but they can find you on, on your website, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And certainly uh, my contact info is there. Yeah. And you, you know, I would suggest to you, you're, I'm happy if you want to share that Dave. And, uh, if you have anybody that, uh, any of your listeners that may want to reach out to chat about one thing or another that, uh, that may have struck them through the course of this conversation, then by all means, you know, I, I, I might be a little biased, but I think, um, I think there'd be some podcasters that would want to reach out to you and you got, there's so much for, I mean, this isn't, this isn't a long enough format to really dig in. Like, well, Greg will have to go up to Halifax and, 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 uh, I, it's funny the times I, I'll run into Ralph, um, I was up, I was the last time I think we physically saw each other. Uh, You've been to the bicycle thief, Greg? Oh, I love it there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, we're, our family's all crazy and, you know, you know how it is trying to keep up and, and we're eating away. And, you know, I kind of have this feeling that someone's across the room just kind of staring at me. Right? <laughs> and so finally I look over thinking like, who is it? And there's Ralph. And so uh, uh, it's, it's, I, I will have to with this. I'd love for the three of us to, and he, you, you still like scotch Ralphie on occasion, on occasion, you know? on occasion. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Like we, you and I, uh, you, 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 we, we talked for, Oh, I think it was, you were introducing me to someone and we got talking and I just thought, I just love for you to kind of share some of your, wisdom with Greg and I, and, um, and it's been pretty remarkable, uh, run that I've had the luxury of kind of being on the sidelines for like 20 years, which is pretty incredible. I look a lot different. Ralph looks not too much different, nice dark hair and everything. Um, you have to moisturize Dave. That's the key. That's okay. I got it. Yeah. I think it's that I don't, I I need more Lebanese blood in me. Uh, That would be helpful. Um, I got too much of that Irish kind of pasty skin look. Um, But, uh, um, but no, but Ralph is, and he's a real, uh, you know, really community minded. And I just, I really appreciate you sharing your, your thoughts. And how well do you guys, you guys must know each other. The two of you. We've run into each other before Ralph. Yeah. I can't tell you where, but uh yeah, seeing you, I'm uh, we're, we're we're familiar for sure. 
Yeah. I think, I think I, you know, he's, this is a reality TV show for you, Greg, you know, follow, follow uh, um, the King. Here's of a couple of safe spots, Greg. Let's go with this, you know, because I know where I ran into you. And so we'll, uh, we'll just leave that to the next time we see each other. But we, right now we'll go with the library, the museum or church. That's what we're going to go with. That's where I would have seen you. It last. wasn't the karaoke bar. No. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, now I'm curious. I'll I'll let it go. Though. I'll let it go. You both you both have too much on me to to even go even go there. <laughs> well, um, Ralph, what a treat, man! Thank you so much for uh, for coming on today. And uh, as Dave says, whenever the Atlantic bubble opens up, and when you find your way back, uh, let's let's do that. Let's let, let's get together and speak in person again. Yeah, I love to do it. Look, guys, appreciate uh, being on, and great to have a chat and. Uh, I uh, really think that you're doing great things and I would say, keep it up. It uh, makes a difference. And uh, thanks for everything that you do for the community as well. And thanks for all that you do for uh, the business leaders out there. It's important. So awesome. really appreciate it. Thank thanks, you, Ralph. See you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. See you guys. See you, Greg. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.